0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the voice of TBT, Bob Rathman. welcoming you to another edition of Inside TBT. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Joey.
1: Welcome back to Inside TBT, presented by Caddy Splash. We got an awesome episode today. One of our good friends, Romeo Travis comes back to the show. He's a veteran. So we give you some old school TBT stories. Just some awesome overall Romeo fun, cool stories. And then we get Raphael Putney, the new age of TBT, led the way for Team 23 to a second place finish last year. Now they're combined with Team Heartfire. Stuff is starting to take shape from TBT, Joe. We're starting to get some more information. Here and there, Mystery Region will be revealed soon. I mean, how can you not be excited? How could you not be romantic about TBT? How could you not be
0: romantic about TBT? Yeah, it's so funny, right? When, When one shining moment finishes after the NCAA tournament, it's just, boom, it's time for TBT. Just like we always joke about how during football season, it's really just basketball season. During college basketball season, it's really just TBT season. And now we're here. It's TBT season. Rosters are getting announced and finalized. Teams are joining with other teams. Guys are announcing that they're returning. It's just, it's, it's a great time. You know, people love the NBA offseason more than the actual NBA season. It's a little, I mean, we like the TBT season a lot, but it's a little bit of that right now because we're just sitting here like, where's Mike Dom gonna play? And where yeah. and will this guy come back? And will this guy come back? And who's gonna coach this team? And yeah. where's in the mystery region what's going to happen with that it's just it's a lot of fun it's a good time to be a basketball fan that's for sure
1: yeah I got three pondering questions for you all right the pondering questions. questions number one what's Mike Dom going to do number two Kiefer Sykes not on an NBA roster unfortunately got to think he wants to come back to TBT and number three who is sideline cancer going to add okay because they're we got to be, we, we love those guys. They're a piece away from a championship. They're a Kiefer Sykes, a Mike Dom, a, a, you know, a Walt Lemon Jr. away from a, a championship. I just named guys who like took a team to the next step last year. But did we see on the TBT page that was that
0: just TBT being TBT saying that Kiefer was going to play for Bayheim's army again?
1: Yeah. Just, official, right. No, okay. nothing, nothing official yet. We're gonna get to our interviews right now but before we get to that we got to tell you about caddy splash It's an awesome golf product Joey and I are golfers. it's summer season, spring season golf season you gotta get grab a caddy splash sum it up real quick for you It's a little mini water brush for you you don't have to wait till the end of the round the beginning of the round to clean your clubs you take a bad shot like I do all the time your club's all muddy squirt a little water on it clean it up. This is from Caddy Splash directly from them. There's some younger guys just like us. Sure, there's some listeners out there. But as young golfers, they wanted, they knew the importance of growing the game. So they're going to make it easier for the young golfers to have clean clubs. And they want to empower every golfer out there to clean their clubs. Get a Caddy Splash. Go to CaddySplash.com. Joey, how great is Caddy Splash?
0: Unbelievable. I think, first of all, no one, no one, Me and Andrew are at different levels in our golf careers. I've been playing for a little longer than Andrew. I quickly realized that there's a big difference between a clean club face and a dirty club face. If you're trying to become an elite golfer, you clean your club after every shot. I still don't do it because I'm lazy. But eventually, now, because it's easier with caddy splash, I'm going to. There is such a crazy, like, direct relationship between basketball and golf. Basketball players love to golf. They're both – individual but they could be team sports if you want them to be there you're only competing against yourself when you're working out like golf and basketball go hand in hand I love to golf ever since I stopped playing basketball every NBA guy what they do in the offseason I don't know they drink wine and golf that's like what every guy does and it's no different for TBT guys love to golf and therefore caddy splash
1: well think about Seth Greenberg I've golfed with him you're gonna golf with him loves to golf Robbie Hummel loves to golf um, Ron Baker might become a professional golfer how much he loves to golf I think he like literally lives on if not in a golf course but yes Caddy Splash clean your clubs hashtag grow the game go to caddysplash.com that's our longest ad ever and let's get to our interviews with Romeo Travis and Raphael Putney all right join us now on Inside TBT for the first time in two years Man, it was been like that long ago. <laughs> yeah, because we, we bug you a lot, but Romeo
2: Travis, welcome <laughs> to the show. How we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm trying to go do my philanthropy thing on a Saturday morning, going to help pass out uh, food for the Dell program um, here in Akron. So we just sorry I'm in the car, but I'm really trying to do everything today, trying to squeeze it all in. So my apologies, I'm not at home or somewhere in my office, somewhere sitting down, talking to you guys.
0: Nah, we love it, man. Any chance we get to chat with you, it's all good. We appreciate your time. It has been a long time coming, and I know you and Andrew stay in, in constant contact, but it's good to it's good to see you again, man. We're, we're excited to, to chat about uh, TBT stuff and beyond. I guess, like, we'll just dive right into it. Um, Sounds good. You've been with TBT since the beginning, man. I, I just want to, from an outsider's perspective now, right, it's been a couple years. How crazy has it been and
2: did you expect, you know, this big of a leap in just a handful of years? Uh, I didn't expect it, but I'm, but I'm glad to see it. Um, with, with basketball, not being a lot of basketball played in the summer, it was prime time for something to happen to draw basketball lovers' attention to it. And uh, TBT is the perfect kind of tournament because it it, it crosses the entire country. There's money involved and there's former greats involved or still some current greats um, still involved. So it's, it's it's covering all this bases as far as ways to grab attention. So I'm not surprised by it, but I, I'm actually just more happy that it's happening and it's giving people opportunity to showcase their skills that may not have a chance to. Yeah, so are
1: you officially retired, retired even from TBT?
2: Uh, it's not official. I I play, uh, I play three times a week now. Um, so I'm not officially retired. I feel like that. I can still play. Am I going to play? I I don't know, but I I know I can still play. So So am I going to play? I don't know.
1: We're in contact with a lot of GMs. Are you telling me I can tell them that you may or may not be available? Uh,
2: I may be available, you know. I, I might be a coach, a player coach. <laughs> so, oh <my> but, <laughs> but I don't. Um, I, I'm always here to help, uh, especially mid American Unity, and uh, teams like that who does who don't have a lot of notoriety, who don't get a lot of eyes on them. So I'm more of that guy who's who try to help the underdogs. So I'm here. I'm just here to help, man. If somebody needs my help, uh, I'm more than willing. But my, but my loyalty is to Mid American. Um, if Mike, if my guy Mike calls me, then I'm locked in with him. Um, if not, we'll see how it goes moving forward. So
0: take out Mid American Unity for a second. Obviously, you've been a TBT fan the past few years. Who've been some of the teams that you've enjoyed watching, or even some of the players?
2: Uh, ALS, I always enjoy watching them. Uh, they always have a very, they they find one of the most talented guards in the country every year and put them on a the team, so it's always interesting to see who they get. Um, you know, overseas elite, or a lot of guys who are my former peers and former guys that I knew personally. So I enjoy watching them. And then last year when I seen Joe Johnson go crazy, was it last year that Joe Johnson went crazy? The year before, two years ago. The year before when Joe when Joe Johnson was going crazy. Uh, so it's always fun to just to. Uh, see a guy that I haven't seen before, like, oh, snap, I forgot about him. Like, you know, it just, and see him go crazy, man. It's just, it's, it's fun because you, it's always somebody new. It's the guy from the herd, uh, I forgot his name, but uh, the, the kind of chubby set, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the kind of chubby set guy who, who became a household name by the end of the tournament. So it's it's uh, always interesting to see. It's always one new guy that we don't expect to come out there and, and put on the show. What was your
1: biggest recruiting pitch to get guys to join Mid-American Unity? Like what was
2: your reasoning behind why they should play in TBT? Uh, we're an egoless team, but like, you know, we're, we're all out here just trying to win and play together and, and realize that some days it may be your day, some days it might not be, but as long as we come here, we're going to play together. And so like, that's more so what we were trying to sell guys what not sell because it's the truth. We're telling guys, you know, we're if you come here and you're better than somebody, or if you're even if you're playing better than somebody, you're going to play in that moment. And like, you know, a lot of other teams couldn't commit to that. Well, one thing that we like to do on this show is,
0: you know, tell people why they should be watching TBT, right? Because a lot of people don't know about it, but as soon as they find out about it, they're they're hooked for life. Um, and, yeah. and, we're, and all three of us, I think, are really good examples of that. What would you say if you were trying to recruit a fan, right, and get their fandom to be locked in on TBT in the summer? What would you say to them?
2: I would say that, you know, first of all, it's the summertime. You know, you're only going to watch baseball. Like, only thing on <laughs> TV is baseball. So, like, it gives you something besides baseball to watch. And it's actually guys that can really play basketball. I could see if it was, like, uh, one of your local towns uh, tournaments with a bunch of random guys who never played past high school, but these are some really good professional and some other guys who play professional athletes or who have you know aspirations, so they really take it serious. It's not like uh, any of those other other summertime leagues, where you know these guys really take it serious. They train, they have practices, uh, like it's a real life you know, a uh, professional setting. The, the production is professional um, from watching it on ESPN to things of that nature. Like it's, it's, it's done professionally. Like, you know, and so I think that that is important uh, for me as a fan to make sure that I'm not watching no trash.
1: <laughs> I, I agree with that. So you, you've played a lot of basketball in your life from uh, you know, the early days to, playing in Akron. It seems like you played in every country overseas, (laughs) but do you have a TBT moment that sticks out to you that when you think about when you played in TBT, you were like, damn, this guy, I had to go up against him or, or we beat this
2: team. Uh, My favorite TBT moment is when drew hit the game winner, uh, down in Columbus. Uh, that was a great moment. Uh, just to see my friend, um, drew who's often, um, undervalued by a lot by the normal basketball per- person who's not a you know people who know basketball value what drew brought to the table but the people just a normal fan a lot of people all used to you know kind of him and talk a little trash to him but for him to hit that game winner it kind of like on on t- national television and they kind of show people like and, and this was in later in his career i I can imagine if we were 25 when the TPT came out. Oh I, I think we might not lose the tournament. But since we were 35, uh, it was a little bit different. But uh, to see Drew hit that game winner, like it, it was special for me.
0: So, so Andrew alluded to it. You know, you've been around. You are a basketball savant. You know everybody. You you've played everywhere and against everybody. I want to know some guys that you either played with or played against, or maybe they're still playing in the NBA right now. Who are guys that are just tailor-made for TBT that you want to see in the next year, two years, or five years from now?
2: Uh, I would love to see, like, uh, Tyrese Rice. Um, he's just a bucket, man. Like, like I love watching. I don't love playing with guards that does it, but I love watching <laughs> guards just go crazy. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, my guy, man, one of my favorite teammates ever, Chris Lofton, um, who went to Tennessee, uh, we we played twice overseas together, uh, and just to watch him go crazy because I've seen it on numerous occasions in like in person. If he get that first one and he get that little truck going back, uh, it's about to get ugly for somebody. And so I love watching guys um, go crazy, but you know that's something that as a big you don't get to do that. Right, right. I, I don't get to come down and shoot six or seven threes in a row. Or, like so, that's I enjoy watching that, but. Really, my favorite thing is to see a, a real true big dominate the paint. Um, just and they keep throwing them the ball, and there's nothing the other guy can do. He's just along for the ride. So I, I want to see I want to see some bigs this year kind of get get loose, man. Because it's it's hard to see bigs get loose in this kind of setting. Uh, my guy Costa Kupas, um I've known him since high school, and I watch him and, and watch how he's developed and and seeing that his skill set has been at a high level ever since he was in high school. Um, So I love watching him play. Uh, Jeff Gibbs, he was my teammate over in Germany. Uh, I know he was my teammate when I was a rookie. So this is how long I've known Jeff. (laughs) And so uh, just to watch him uh, still, you know, dominate at that level. And, uh, you know, kind of jealous. Like, Jeff, he's older than me. He's still out there just killing people. Like, I need to know the sauce. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's the ageless wonder of TBT. He gets younger every year. I think and I don't know what Jeff is doing, but he better call me or I'm or I'm, or I'm requesting drug tests. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you definitely stayed busy. You know,
1: a lot of players kind of just fade away. You've stayed busy. You helped coach St. V's to a championship this year. How, how cool was that for you to get to go back, coach for your high school
2: and, and win a championship? Uh, it was amazing, man. Um, a lot of people ask me, is it different, uh, you know, from high school? And I always say, it's not even close because I've never been a coach. I've never been on this sideline. So of course it's not going to be the same. Uh, the preparation is different. The things you have to worry about are different. Um, you know, being it being a coach now is like, I have to room check. I have to make sure guys are where they're supposed to be. Um, guys are thirsty. I'm the guy running the Walmart to get, uh, get the Gatorades and the snacks for everybody. Um, and so for me, it was great to be, just be a part of it. Um, have my influence, Coach Drew let let me coach. Um, I just wasn't there by name or just stood in the corner. He really influ- pushed me to coach. Like no, he'll be like, "Room, you got him today," and I'm like, "What?" Like, like yeah, you take him, you coach for today. And so like I, he gave me those opportunities, and um, he always asked me what I thought, and and it was really important that um, Coach Drew, being a legend like that, really cared about what I had to say or what my thought process was. So it was a great opportunity for me, and I'll, I'll be forever grateful for Coach Drew for not only allowing me to coach, but for allowing me to have a, a, a influence as well.
0: I remember being a high school basketball player, and and my staff had former high like former players from my high school on staff as well, and we would just pest him with questions like all the time. What was it like when you were here? Blah blah blah. Tell us a story about this guy, that guy but our coach didn't play on the bet. One of the best high school teams ever with some of the best high school players ever. Did, did you just like, did it get old? Were they just bugging you or do they know like, Hey, like you got time for one question a day sort of
2: deal. No, we, you know, these kids, their kids are pretty cool. And if we're in the mid conversation, we'll have a conversation, but on a normal day, we're not having conversations. Like normal day we're here to work, like, yeah. you know, like, uh, I'm grateful for those times, man. They were some of the most special times in my life. Uh, I enjoyed it. I I still smile when I think back about. But I'm not here to talk about that every day. I'm not like don't sit here and ask me any questions if it's not pertaining to practice, schoolwork. Like you know, like let's let's hear. We're here to work. If we just hanging out in the locker room chilling. We could talk about almost not everything, almost <laughs> uh, almost anything. But like as far as you know, just on a daily, on a daily, you know, we're talking about basketball, like them. I want to talk about you. I want to, I want to know about you. I want to know what's going on in your life. I played, I did everything that I'm going to do. Now let's talk about you. Like, let's focus on, I don't want to focus on me. You know, um, I I don't want to be the center of attention. Like, you know, I'm more of a guy who, I'm trying to lift these guys up. I'm trying to encourage you. I want you to talk about your day. Don't ask me what I was doing. what you do today? how was school for you? Like, you know, like I don't, what I did doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? I'm here now to help you get better. And so like, that's just my train of thought. Um, uh, Obviously I'm not going to shy away from any conversation, but I try to steer conversation away from my past and into their future. That's a, that's
1: a great way to look at it. Do you view the game differently now as a coach? And are you like, Oh man, I gave that one
2: coach a hard time. I should have been nicer on him. I gave all my coaches hard time um, because I, because I asked a lot of questions. Um, I always need to know why. I need to understand what we're doing, why we're doing it. For once, it makes sense. I'll run through a brick wall for you. If it don't make sense, I'll just stand there and look. I, I used to stand there and just look at you, kind of crazy. So now, like I, I understand how I needed to be coached. So I'll I'll fully I'll fully explain the drill, thoroughly let you know why we're doing it. And then after that, there's no more questions. Uh, My old college coach, he would explain what we're doing and say, whatever the rules are, are the rules. You can't ask me any questions. Coach, was I supposed to be here? Uh, What's the rules? And so, like, you know, it it, it alleviates a lot of unnecessary conversation where if you're confused, just go back to your rules and play your rules. And, like you know, and that will help guys learn to play harder instead of uh, thinking and wondering, am I in the right spot? Am I doing the right thing? Uh, Worst case scenario, just play hard. You know, if you think you're doing something wrong, you can overcome that by playing hard. And that's what I try to tell the guys. And of course, I owe a lot of my coaches apologies, uh, especially professionally. Um, So I would definitely owe, especially Mike Taylor, uh, I'll name him by name, I owe him an apology uh, because uh, I was hard to handle when I was younger.
0: Uh, One thing I would be remiss if I didn't ask you just while we have you is obviously a, 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 a local Columbus legend now, but also a St. V guy, Malachi Branham off the NBA. It sure seems like he's 99% gone. Um, Very bittersweet as an Ohio state alum, as an Ohio state fan, but like the dude is unbelievable. I'm assuming you got a chance to watch a lot of his games. What do you think about his professional career?
2: Uh, Me and Malachi used to work out together. Uh, three years ago when um, he was going to be a junior. So we, we would just come get shots up together. Uh, I love his patience. I love his pace. Uh, he gets to his spots. He doesn't do what he can't do. And those are very important, uh, especially for guards. Uh, he never showcases the things that he can't do. You know, he doesn't – he don't try things that he can't do. You know, um, a lot of guys – and I always tell guys, the game is not the time to be trying stuff. Like, don't get out here and try nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like – This is for sure. Like, for me, I know for sure that if I do something, I'm going to make this shot. Like, this is my shot. And so, like, I don't – I've never understood this, why guys get in the game and try to shoot things that they never shot, things that they never worked on. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, more times than not, at the best shooters shoot 50%. Like, that's – you're going to make half your shot. And that's on the stuff you actually practice. How about you shooting 30 20% on the stuff you've never tried? Like, it literally – makes no sense so I don't understand why people will do that uh, but he don't do that and he's a great player and uh, his his patience, his poise, uh, his attention to detail and his work ethic is what's going to set him apart and I think he has a great opportunity to go later in the draft to a better team that's not going to rely on him so he can actually grow even more into being a better NBA player. So one, I think it would be cool if he ended up on the Cavs because
1: I think that's a that's a possibility. And the second thing is, so now having been a coach, played AAU, played college, all the stuff we were talking about earlier, <laughs> if you could give... Like, I mean, there's there's hundreds of of seniors and juniors that are are completing their their college career right now and are going to take similar paths as you. What is your like number one piece of advice to give, you know, the 21 and 22 year olds who are just beginning their professional basketball career? Now that you have your full. I'm sure you would have said something
2: different at 26 than you would now. Oh, for sure. Um, Do your research. Do your do your own research. So, for instance, when I say that, I mean, if I if I'm want to go play professional and the coach calls me and he says, oh, Romeo, we're going to give you the ball every time. We're going to play through you. You're the man, blah, 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 blah. Okay, coach, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go look at the past four or five years of power forwards that he had. One guy averaged eight, other guy averaged six, one guy averaged four, one guy averaged two. Ah, I don't see how. You being a coach can totally flip everything you've ever done to tailor made for me, you know, and I'm not saying some. And I always looked at myself as I I knew myself. I'm a pretty good player. I'm not going to go out here and average 25. I'm going to get you somewhere between 12 and 15 points a game. So like, I know myself. So if you don't have a guy that ever in your coaching career, averaged 12 to 15 points, I don't think that's the best spot for me. Like, you know what I mean? So like a lot of people, they don't do their research. They don't do that. They don't look at a coach like, Oh, I'm a point guard. I average 20 well, for every point guard. He ever had average six and six. So you think you're going to be that, that guy that just comes in and change this guy, everything he's ever done. I don't think so. You know, like that's just me personally. Like maybe you're good enough to do that. I don't know. So do your research would be number one thing that I suggest. Uh, number two, go somewhere that you're wanted, like not accepted or tolerated go somewhere. Um, like, you know, when I went to Akron, other bigger schools were sniffing around, but nobody would commit. So I wanted somewhere where I could, one, play right away, two, somewhere where I was wanted, and three, somewhere I was comfortable. Like, I was comfortable in Akron. I'm from Akron. I'm comfortable here. Like, you know, I'm not going to be from New York City and then going to go out to Kansas. and Like, you know, like, and you're not comfortable there. So you're off the court life. It won't be good. If you don't have a good quality of life. And they they both affect each other. This is something that I've learned that you're on the court affects you're off the court, and you're off the court affects you're on the court. So if your off the court life is not a good quality of life, your on the court life will struggle a little bit. And if your on the court life is struggling, your off the court life is going to struggle a little bit as well. So you have to find that balance. I can write a book about what I think, but what's mostly <laughs> important is is do your research on the coach and the staff. Find somewhere that you're comfortable. And go somewhere that you, if you want to play right away or you think you go somewhere where you're going to play right away, don't go somewhere where you don't know if like you're you're going to play or not. And then when you don't play, you're upset and you want to transfer. Like, you know, these are conversations that need to be had. Am I going to play? If they don't give you a definite yes, you're playing. Then that's that take that as a no. Like, you know, a lot of guys, well, he said I can compete for a spot. That's not a yes. Like, you know, like that's not a death. I need a. Coach, am I going to play? My coach, when I was 33, 32, my coach was like, uh, I don't like your game. I'm only going to play you sparingly 10 to 15 minutes. And he was honest with me. And I said, Coach, I can't stay here. I'm too old to be playing 15, you know, because next year my pay is going to take a dip. I need to go somewhere I can play. And so, like, we had that honest conversation. Like, a lot of these kids, they don't have these honest conversations. They tiptoe around it. They don't. They kind of want to know. They kind of don't. Um, but you need to go somewhere where you can find out: am I playing or not?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No doubt. And so those
2: are my those are my three things.
0: No, that's that's huge. I wish I would have. To, wish I would have talked to you four years ago. But but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, no, I'm I'm trust me. I'm happy with my decision. But anyway. Um, Obviously, it's TBT season, but it's also AAU season. It's also NBA playoffs. We got a couple more questions before we let you go. You were going crazy on Twitter yesterday before we had you on with all these different AAU stories, including one about Chris Bosh and you know and LeBron getting on you about this and that. And and I mean, we can't let you go. For being nice,
1: you're being nice. He got dunked on by Chris Bosh after Brown said, he, "Don't fall for the pump fake." People follow do uh,
2: uh, they know? And so I literally, like, you know, there's a ton of stories like that um, on the court and off the court, you know, um, off the court. So every year we were in Adidas big time um, and they had a curfew during this time. So like, if you're under 18, you're not allowed on the strip after 11 o'clock, you know? And so we're all walking on a strip and the police come and, and just stop everybody like, hey, where are you going? Blah, blah, blah. And so we get to, you know, I get the lions and like yo yeah i'm 18 i'm just walking these are my little brothers and so i ended up getting arrested in las vegas <laughs> like just just at 16 uh just lying for no reason uh and so those <laughs> like man we would just do wild stuff like we would um cuz they would pass out like little prostitute pamphlets like when you're walking around and we would call them to other people's rooms and just watch them come and knock on the door <laughs> and just like yo you owe me some money for the, like it like yo we would do <laughs> we would do stuff like that in our like in our AAU time man so it was it was a, a crazy time man um i cuz you know i could only play for northeast ohio shooting stars after like june or something so i would play with a cleveland team um before that and my AAU coach he got so mad like because we lost he, he cut off the A.C. on the way home from North Carolina. So imagine driving through North Carolina, Virginia, <laughs> no air conditioning for eight hours because we lost. Like, like y'all don't deserve air. Like, yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, so it was like, man, A.U. used to be so fun. Uh, but the biggest thing that I miss from those times is, like we knew how to play. Like, and we, like, once we learned how to play, we play that way all the time. AAU, pickup ball. Like we played hard. We played together. We played the right way. We making extra passes. We're in the passing lanes. We're take like, we got guys out here taking charges, like, you know, and I miss watching that. Like I miss the effort. Like, you know, like, like we had a guy this year named Ethan Connery. Um, he just out effort everybody, like, you know, like, in his mind, he can guard LeBron if he needed to. Like, he would just go out there and just go crazy and guard, try and just try his hardest. And I miss that. Like, you know, um, fail or succeed, he got up and just kept trying. And I miss seeing it. Like, I miss seeing – I miss that being the norm. Like, I miss that, like, everybody just trying. Yeah. Yeah. W- was,
1: there, was there ever a star player – or maybe even not a star player, like maybe a guy that didn't go on being a star that just dominated you guys. And you had no chance that you remember. And you're like, this guy is now doing this, or this guy's now in his 20th year in the NBA,
2: man. We had a guy that named Billy Edelin. He gave us 29 points on 12 for 12 shooting. (laughs) Like it was the most with zero jump shots. (laughs) so he was a guard and he just literally destroyed us he got everywhere he wanted to on the paint he was so good i've never seen a guy get to his spots and make shots like that like you know on that like 12 for 12 like that was crazy um and so leon poe um uh, he played in the nba but man leon man he was before the knee injuries they had a play and all they would do is this, like, and you he would bring the ball up and the guard would set a pick and roll for him. And he would just go off the pick and roll and just dunk the ball. Like, like, and you like it was crazy. He was so good and so athletic. Kendrick Perkins, um like people people know Kendrick Perkins like Boston Kendrick Perkins or you know, or or OKC Kendrick Perkins, but high school Kendrick Perkins, oh my God. He was one of the most dominant bigs I've ever seen. You throw the ball into him, his, other, his teammates just walk away. Like, they know it's a bucket. Like, they know for a fact that it was a bucket. Like, so those guys, man, were so good. Um, I watched I watched um, Andre Roberson versus, man, what's my guy, Sean docker I watched him play in Cleveland. Oh, man. That was the first time I ever seen Sean Dockery walk the ball up the court, dribbling between his legs, getting full-court pressed. But he's going full speed every dribble between his legs. And then I seen uh, Anthony Roberson roll the ball in and was walking over the ball, like, like between his legs. It was crazy. Like, just to watch those guys who were on another level, man. Uh, Olu Fatimi from um, – who went to Oklahoma, like he was, mm-hmm. man, he was from Michigan. He dunked on me so bad one time in Cleveland, man. Uh, it was just like those, like, man, like those memories, because back then I would play against LeBron sometimes. And I, I actually dunked on him one time, uh, in Cleveland. And we, need in the the footage. Very, we need the footage, uh, man. That's back when there was no AAU footage. <laughs> I, I dunked on him, uh, And then the very next play, he break his guy down. and I'm like, oh, no, you ain't dunking on me. So I help super early and he dishes it to Olu. And I try to get back to Olu. Then I get dunked on. (laughs) So so he didn't dunk on me, but he got me set up for to get dunked on. And so like those are some of the AU memories that I remember, man. It was great times traveling, hanging out with the guys, man. It was uh, it was pretty cool. All right,
0: before we let you go, NBA playoffs. Who's playing in the championship? Who's winning?
2: Phoenix versus Miami? I don't We're say either of those season. confidently. Both one seeds. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I like Boston because of the way they're playing defense right now and the way that Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown can take over a game but also Miami's continuity in the way that they play together um, is really difficult for teams to handle in the NBA setting because uh, most teams are set up to to stop one or two guys. They're not set up to stop, a, you know, a continuous motion of a team. Um, you can't – you can never, never, never count off Steph Curry. Uh, and so I don't like Utah. You know, the Memphis, they're kind of young. Um, Dallas is beat up. I, I want Boston. I like Boston just because of their defense the second half of the year uh, has really been special. Um, I have zero faith in, in Philadelphia just because of, you know, obvious reasons. But I don't have any faith in Philadelphia. Um, Brooklyn, they don't play enough defense crunch time. Um, Boston, I, I got to go Boston. And I but Phoenix, always something weird happened to Chris Paul's teams. And that's my guy. I love Chris Paul. Like, that's a, like, I, I consider Chris Paul a friend. Um, but it, always something weird happens. Like, you know, somebody gets hurt or a jammed finger or something weird always happens to his teams where late they always fold. Um, but back to your main question I'm going to go Boston from the East. All right. All right. Yeah, Boston, Phoenix, I guess. Uh, right, I like we, that. That would be cool. And, and I want to go Phoenix for the chip. Give my boy Chris Paul a chip, man.
0: This is the year. I really do. I think this is the year. Even though I think the I think the Bucks are coming out of the East. I think they're just on. Un- I think Giannis is. Uh, he's he might not be the MVP, but he is unstoppable. He's unstoppable. Especially now he can shoot.
2: Yeah, but the thing about Giannis is he shoots, but he don't really know how. To, like he makes shots, but he okay. can't. Like when it comes down to the come, like when it comes – When it's gut check time, I don't think he's shooting that pull up three in transition like he did in the regular season. No, I don't think he's. I don't even think he's making a 15 footer like he did in the regular season. Um, If you let him get in the rhythm and he's and he gets to the rim early, then he starts shooting jumpers. He's a rhythm guy. But if you take him out of his rhythm early, uh. I don't, but he dominated so much last year. Like, like it's hard to say he won't do it again.
0: He had like a broken knee and, and then came out the next night
2: and had fifty. Like that's oh, he, oh he's African. That that don't count. Like they they heal <laughs> they heal like, totally different. You can't even that's something you can't even measure that injuries, those those man, he's coming back. Like, you know, only like unless he can't walk and he's so dominant, he's so big, he's so athletic. Uh, only thing, if, if if Boston can't beat them and the Bucs play uh, Phoenix, I think the Phoenix lose to the Bucs again because they still haven't solved. Like, when teams kept losing to Miami when Brown was there, they didn't solve their LeBron problem. Like, they got better. Like, Phoenix is a better team than they were last year, but they still didn't solve their Giannis problem. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like they Like, you have a glaring hole in your defense, and you didn't do much to fix it. Now if um what's the big guys from Boston uh Robert Williams. Williams if he if he comes back uh in the second series and he can guard Giannis and slow him down or that's that's a different story but uh you know but we but we we're, we're a KD three-pointer away from talking about a totally different uh you know a like different a totally different yeah, a whole different universe. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, a Katie, uh, Kyrie ankle sprain from. We're in a whole different universe. We're not even, you know, Giannis is still a two-time MVP that's unproven in the in the playoffs. But you know, uh, sometimes you need a little luck. A little
1: think about luck. think about the universe if uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie never get hurt eight years ago. That changes everything this, from all this the. Is
2: years. A ch- yeah, this is a. That's, a, that's the. That's the the 12th different multiverse uh, that that could have happened, Uh, you know, like if you look at Steph Curry's career um, as great as it was, if the year that they won a championship, he was playing against backup point guards every single round. So he he was playing against uh, their starting point guard had got injured. Um, So if you want to go back to multiverses, we can, you know, alter some things around and change people's whole career.
0: So it's, And what if Derek Rose you know, never it, got injured? That's the real. That's the real one.
2: If he never signed with Adidas or <laughs> Grant Hill with Fila, you know, if Grant Hill don't play in those Fila's, his ankles never deteriorate, and he becomes the heir to you know Scottie Pippen. He's that gap guy instead of Kobe. And so, like you, like you can really like yeah, like, like you could go so many places. But Kobe's the you know Kobe's the. Everybody had their turn. And you know, Kobe had his turn, Jordan had his turn, LeBron had his turn. You know, I talk a lot of trash about who's the best ever, but it's really boils down to who had their turn. Like and how was your turn? Like how did you dominate during your era? You know, Magic had his turn, you know, um, you know, Jordan had his turn. Even ever out short, you know, the Pistons had their turn. You know, and so like you have to respect people's turn. And like you know, and take it for what it's worth. And I joke a lot. I talk a lot of trash about who's the greatest of all time, but it's really just everybody had their turn, and just you know, Wait, let no. them enjoy. Yeah, let them enjoy their moment, you know. But I'm gonna still talk my trash. Uh, but ultimately, everybody had their time.
0: Is is Aaron Rodgers the greatest quarterback of all time? No. Okay,
2: just making sure we okay. Just making sure he's he's not even my fa- like I'm a diehard Packers fan. Yeah, I and know. He's not even the greatest <laughs> Packer quarterback of all time. All right, good. Uh, all right. He may be the greatest thrower of the football, but he's not the greatest quarterback. You know, he's he's probably not even top 10. Um, Who's number one, Baker? <laughs> <laughs> he might not even be the best quarterback in Berea right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, No. <sighs> Wait, Rome, I got one more. I got one more
1: question for you. Um, But the first thing is I want to tell a quick, funny story. Joey, I don't know if you know this. Romeo was potentially planning a Chicago trip for Bulls-Lakers, and then LeBron got hurt, and every single player on the Bulls was out with COVID, and he texts me. He's like, I think I'm going to skip the (laughs) the Chicago trip for for Bulls-Lakers because everyone ended up being out. So that's my funny little story. My final question for you, Rome, does Bronny call you Uncle Rome?
2: I don't know. I don't, I don't really have terms. It's just like, what's up, man? How you been? You know, it's not like, Hey, like, I don't really talk to him uh, on the phone or anything or text I don't text Brian I mean, like, you know, like we're in two totally different demographics. So I don't speak to him unless I see him. you know, when Actually, I, when my I see dad's
1: him, best friends, I call uncle in their name. Yeah.
2: We, no, all of our kids are our nieces and nephews. Uh, Drew's kids who I see quite fr- frequently, you know, because they live here, they call me uncle. Uh, Shion's kids who I see quite frequently, they call me uncle. Like, so they, I mean, I'm his uncle, but I just don't seem enough for us to have those mm-hmm. like we, like when we're visiting Brian, he'll be like, hey, come down here and see your uncles. You know, it's not like they're like, hey, Uncle Rome. Like, I, I don't even <laughs> I don't even know if I want him to say that to me because I don't really feel feels kind of weird when you say it out loud. <laughs> but but when I see him, it's always, you know, we just have a conversation, ask him how he's doing and all that stuff. But all my friends' kids either call me uncle or just, you know, or Rome or, you know, uh, family. We just, I don't know. We don't really have terms. Like, you know, like our terms are really just how I treat you or how you treat me. Like, you know, I treat you like you're my nephew. I treat you like you're, we're family. So we don't really need terms. But all my friends, yeah, I guess they do. They all, they all do. Like, yeah. Cause I see Drew's kids like Uncle Rome, so yeah.
0: All right, Rome. Last question. You know how we how we end uh, all our shows. Now it's it's sponsored. The last question. It's the caddy splash question. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you. You you golf at all, Rome? Yes. All right. We'll get you. We'll get you a caddy splash. Um,
2: I'm not good. I'll I'm not good, but I do golf.
1: Good. And then you need one because it cleans your clubs. And I'm guessing your clubs get dirty.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of grass on mine. <laughs>
1: So
0: the last question, obviously, you know, do you have any questions for us?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, do I have any questions for you? Yes. One, how long have you been growing that facial hair, Joey? What's going on?
0: I uh, I just got a haircut and beard
2: trim yesterday. It was longer. Oh, so, you, oh, so, so you're so you committed to it. You don't like it? No, I I don't dislike it. I just ask you, it, hey, it actually look makes you look a little more mature.
0: Yeah, I've I've always got ever since like my sophomore year of college, I've always had a little bit of facial hair. Just a little bit. I don't yeah. I don't grow it up to like up to my cheeks up here well, you know. So I just just a little bit of facial hair. Faded into the to from my haircut and stuff, like just a little bit.
2: It looked good on you though. Thank you. So, I w- that. Where is where is the T B T championship going to be this year? Is it Columbus? Dayton. Dayton. That's okay. a little far. Columbus is a close. Club- We got a seat for you. That's four hours.
0: That's crazy how that's four hours.
2: Three and a half, four hours. Yeah, because Ohio is this weird state. So you got to go like northeast, southwest. You got to go all the way through the state. Columbus is two. So if it was Columbus, I guess doable. But I may come to Dayton. um, I may play. I don't know. Just depends on how my right knee feels. Like, you know, my body feels great. I play three times a week. Uh, I'm in decent shape now. Definitely can ramp it up a little bit if I decide to play. Um I haven't closed any doors. But I think you know you're,
1: you're yeah. too young
2: to play on the Lakers. Man, you know what? I'm right in the same age group as everybody else. Actuality, if if they need me. I'll get in shape for that, you know, <laughs> but, but I'll get in shape for that. No, uh, the, I think the Lakers are going to have a totally new team. Um, they went a little heavy on our uh, vets because, um, you know, veterans don't really play a lot during a regular season uh, at their peak, at their optimum performance level. I'll say that. And so you can get, if you get younger guys who can kind of carry you through the season, who's going to play hard every night, who's going to do the little things, it'll be easier um, for that. Yeah, I got to go in here and, and pass out some food. So thank you guys. No, thank you,
1: man. This was, this was above and beyond what we wanted. This was perfect. Romeo, Travis, we, me and LeBron share a best friend and it's Romeo.
2: <laughs> My guy, Andrew, I appreciate you guys.
1: All right, we'll, we'll see you soon, man.
2: All right. Talk Happy soon. Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter.
1: All right. Join us now on Inside TBT from Israel in the late hours. Raphael, <laughs> but welcome to the show, man.
4: And thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. A great opportunity to have you on the show, man. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. We, we talked about it a
0: little bit before we started recording just now. This is a long time <clears throat> coming. We've, we've been meaning to have you on for a long time. We've been trying <laughs> to work. Obviously, when you're yeah. on the different, different side of the planet, it's tricky. Um, for those listening,
4: catch,
0: catch everybody up to speed with what's going on with you and life and basketball and everything in between.
4: Um, right now, I'm just getting quick to it. Um, right now, I'm in Israel. Um, I'm playing in Israel. It's my first time here in Israel. Um, this season's been going well. Our team's in the playoffs. Um, game four of the playoffs starts for Sunday for our team. Um, so, it's a crucial game for guys to get a W to move on to, you know, the next round um, and continue to go, try to get d- deeper into the playoffs. Um, right now, uh, for myself, I'm just trying to continue to just find a path and team to just find – It's a a nice country where I can continue just like, you know, um, you know, in my career, you know, I'm getting older. um, I'm trying different things. I'm trying to expand myself on and off the court. And I just want to be, be happy and continue to play basketball as long as I can, man.
1: We love to hear it. You're you're a few games away from a championship, and you are no stranger to championships. As last yeah. year in TBT, you guys unfortunately lost in literally last yep. second yeah, we last year in TBT terms of the Elam ending. How fun was was last year's TBT experience for you?
4: Um, it was a very great experience, man. We put a well um, coached um, team together. Um, the great guys, all the guys on the team uh, played a key role to us getting to the you know championship game. And um, this year, we're trying to do the exact same thing. You know, we got some got some sticky guys. We're trying to put a, a great team together, a great chemistry, a great coaching staff. Um, our GMs are doing an excellent job um, of uh, you know reaching out and um, trying to take on a you know bringing a team together which can win the win the TBT. You know, um, a lot of people um, you know they didn't they didn't have as much faith as faith as us in us last year, but I think this year coming into the to the TBT, I think we're we're in, uh, a team to be uh, looked at. You know, I think we we have, we have we can go along a long, uh, a long run. And for me, it's an exciting feeling because I'm still, like I said, I'm getting older. And things like this, the TVT is, is another experience of basketball, which kind of expanded my career. You know, other than being, you know, on a professional team, you know, outside of basketball, you know, the TVT is making a big name for itself. And I appreciate it for myself for give me the opportunity to showcase my talents, you know?
0: You, you know, you alluded to it and we'll dive into this uh, exciting roster updated change with the team here in a second. But before we do that, um, one thing that's so awesome about TBT is that <clears throat> you mentioned it every year. There's a team that kind of shocks the whole, uh, you know, TBT world. Right. You know, a year ago, it was sideline cancer. Last year, it was you guys. Yes. Um, what does it say about the TBT that it truly is anybody's tournament every single year?
4: Yeah, it is, because man, you, f- you find teams that continue to, uh, you know, show guys who have never, be- never been seen before, you know, and they give them the opportunity to showcase their talent, and it continues to, like, you know, put guys on the map, not just for, you know, TBT, but just for, like, you know, professional jobs, the NBA, you know, in um, Europe itself, you know, and it gets- it's a great opportunity itself, and I-, I feel like it's getting known every, every year, you know, and as, you know, as technology goes on, it's being marketed very, very well by you guys as well, you know. Um, so people are being, being exposed to a high limit, and um, I think it's a great opportunity.
1: How close are you with your teammates from last year? Obviously, we saw guys like like JD Sword got a got an MBA opportunity this year. Were you guys all like in a group chat like, "Hey, man, there you go, yeah, two point three represent." Yeah, for sure,
4: for sure, for sure. this in this type of environment, this type of gameplay, you have to be close to your teammates. You know, you got to be. What is it? Six games to win a million dollars. You know, so you have to be a tight group, and the chemistry has to be on point right away. So you guys, you guys can you know win a bigger goal, not just for yourself, but just for a whole you know organization and for um, each other.
0: Uh, who, who's your favorite teammate from that run? I, I know that's, that's like picking your favorite child or your best friend. But who, who's your favorite my teammate? favorite teammate. I like everyone the same, but you know if I could say
4: for one person who really stuck out to me the most, I would give it the credit to, um, honestly, uh, Eric Washington, you know, the guard. You know, he came a long way in that tournament. You know, he kind of showed up in big plays in the moment. You know, when it came down to it, just the luck of the side. You know, that's how the game goes, you know, but um, if I'll give him, I'll give him the credit of Doing everything, and also I give the credit to my other guards, Marcus Hall, Sucker, so, okay, everybody on my team. They actually the job on my team, not just one person, you know. But for Eric, for Eric Watson, I think was a big part of his career, and, and continue to show that he's a great player, and he continue to strive to do better things in his life.
1: So we obviously heard the news: Team Hard Fire and Team Twenty Three coming. <laughs> You're going to have some new teammates. You're going to have a new look. Give us your thoughts on that.
4: Um, honestly, I've been a big part of, you know, creating my team. You know, you know I think the leadership and the GMs of this of this coaching staff are giving me the opportunity, you know, to try to build a team together and um, see what kind of guys, the, you know, fits well with, with our personalities, our, our egos, our coaching staff. And I think we're doing a great job so far. So um, I'm excited for us to all get together and, you know, do different things, Probably maybe in training camp or, you know, just before the tournament starts to really get on, get on the same page as we head into the to- t- t- TBC this
0: year. Can you can you give us any sneak peeks? Anything behind the curtain <laughs> that maybe haven't been announced? Any guys that are coming back from Team Twenty Three? You got to give us something. Give us an exclusive. Uh, I can give you. I see one person's come up, come back is Marcus
4: Hall. Okay, a good pick piece of our of our, of our team. You know, everybody loves Mark Hall, the shot Maker. You know, so I'm, I think everybody decided for him to come back and uh, give us a good experience this year.
1: So for the listeners out there that haven't heard this story, I think I told it last year. So, Joey and I didn't get to be in person two years ago for TBT. So, last year, we're in person. I get to West Virginia. Joey's not even there yet. I go to the gym at, like, 730 in the morning. Haven't even met anyone yet. And I see Putney in there putting in some work. Not Uh, lifting lifting (laughs) a ton by any means. Nah, nah, not lifting a ton. Nah, just just staying fit. You know, just staying well
4: taken care of. Trying to battle out. (laughs) You, yeah, you
1: were the first in-person TBT guy I ever met, so that's a pretty big deal.
4: Yeah, always, man. I, I, mean, I appreciate you guys. It's definitely, you know, channels like this, man, give me the opportunity to, you know, just talk about things, just what's going on in my life, you know, just trying to keep people up to date what's going on with myself.
0: One thing that Andrew is basically talking about without talking about is there's a real thing called the Inside TBT bump, where yeah. you come on this show, and not only with TBT, but also in your professional careers, it's just uh, – it's it's a foolproof plan where you just skyrocket. Obviously, you got a taste of it when you met Andrew in person and then you guys went to the championship yeah. in yeah. you know, I, I think I know the answer, but, you know, is coming on this show the key to you guys getting back to the championship and then winning the championship?
4: Um, No, not not around really. But I think it gives us the opportunity <laughs> to, you know, continue, continue to uh, tell people we're a team to be reckoned with, you know. But um, we're going to continue to work hard on our game for ourselves. But uh, this channel is a good channel for everybody to continue. Uh, you know, like I said, give everybody the opportunity to show who they are, and for you guys as well, continue to build TBT's name itself. All
1: right, before we let you get out of here, we know you've got some uh, some celebrations to tend to. <laughs> we got to do our finishing portion, which is our caddy splash sponsored portion caddy splash putney if you're a golfer i don't know what the golfing scene is like in israel but if you're a golfer get a <laughs> splash but we turn, <laughs> okay we turn the tables on you and we end it with this do you rafael putney have any questions for us
4: yes i do i have maybe one two questions i want to know which teams you guys think would be a team that would go a long one in the tbt this year mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I, every time a I get quick asked, I, Every time I get asked, I say the same thing. I went to Ohio State. My buddies are on Carmen's crew, so okay. I'm going to go with Carmen's crew. Okay. If I'm not biased. Okay, crew. If I'm not hey, biased. that's not biased. That, 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 hey, that's not a bad choice. Carmen's crew.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Drew, what about you, Drew? All right, I'm going to say you know there's some spicy rumors with Zip, with Zip Em up, the Xavier team. Ooh. So I'm going to okay, say okay, okay. I'm going to say Zip 'em right. up's got a chance to make some noise, but. If my guy Walt Levin Jr. is coming back to Team Heartfire slash 23, there's gonna be Ooh. a run
4: there. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, I hear both of you guys side of the story. That's not a bad It's not, not a bad choice for either side. But uh, we'll see what, what things happening. You know, by the grace of God, let's see, Team Heartfire can take it all the way.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You got any, you got another one for us, or is that it? Um, and one more, I would say. <laughs>
4: when coming into the TBT, what is your guys go accomplishing, you know, inside TBT?
0: Ooh, great question. I, Andrew, if, if I may, I'll go first. I, this year we want to capitalize, I think on in-person interviews and being in okay. person. And because as great as this is, there's nothing like being able to sit down and have you hold a microphone and have us be there in person and really shoot the shit okay. for 30 minutes. That's what we Absolutely. really want to do this year. We, we tried last year. It's tougher with, with COVID. And like, it was, it was hard and we got to do a few we picked our spots, but this year we want to okay. do a way better job of, of getting to talk to you guys in person. Okay. Okay. I Great. would
1: say, I would say promotion wise, I definitely want to get on some local radio shows, maybe go on some other podcasts and like promote, not just us, but the TBT as a whole, a little more, because I think Joey and I can be a good avenue to like, hey, why don't you bring us on the Syracuse radio? Can, can I can I get can I can I give you guys
4: this is this is my opinion of inside TBT for That's everybody good. listening. I think I think TBT can be like my man Jeff. You know, Jeff runs the G League TV, right? And I think he does a phenomenal job of being better than the NBA G League page, and I think you guys can be the way. All right, I love it. All right,
1: you're our, you're our. You're our biggest fan and we're your biggest fans. <laughs> they always, man. I appreciate
4: that, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. But I appreciate all the b- opportunity that you guys give me to come on this show, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Our pleasure. This is a blast, man. We'll talk to you soon. Have fun tonight. You too, as well, man. Stay blessed. See you, man. See Peace, brother.
3: through the pavement, rock with it, and lean with it, my team